This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. All right. Back half of the week. Here we are with you. What's up? Hope y'all are off to a good start on your Thursday. Live with you here on this Thursday, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau insurance across the state of Mississippi. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network here in the state of Mississippi, C Spire, where they are customer inspired. I'm going to reach out here and touch this button and start it off right. Here we go. seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That's the way it's supposed to sound. All right, we're underway. Y'all text me, call me. Let's see, what are we going to talk about today? You tell me. Anything y'all want to talk about is fine with me. So text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That is a 601 number. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. If you text that number, I'll get it, and we'll read it on the air, and we can communicate that way. I always enjoy getting your text and hearing from you on the show. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. Did you know that? That means that Divini, they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Myron is the first to comment on Facebook. She says, he says, I'm sorry, says she, he says, Hail State from Starkville, play football <laughs> in all caps. Yeah, I think we're getting closer and closer to that. We're supposed to have a decision today from the SEC presidents that are trying to organize things, decide when they're going to start the season, which would tell them when they're going to start practice and how that's going to start. And then what the season is going to be made up of, how many games and how many conference games and all that kind of stuff, because the ACC seemingly made a decision yesterday. I'll give you those details if you haven't gotten them already. Uh, big night in baseball last night. There were several again. It's kind of like a recurring theme here in the first week or so of Major League Baseball. But there were again a couple of former Mississippi State players who had big nights. Uh, not just because we're, we're we're not just calling it big because of who they are. No, they they really did some big things, and that was in baseball last night. I'll bring that to you. But y'all feel free to give me a call on the Divini phone nine nine five one zero five nine. We'll get to your phone calls in just a bit. Hi to Joy, who's watching on Facebook. Kane watching on Facebook all the way from hot Atlanta, Georgia, the home of the Atlanta Braves, where Austin Riley from DeSoto Central High School was in the shift as the third baseman last night for the Braves and recorded the final out with a great backhanded stab on one knee at the shortstop position, turned and fired and threw the guy out at first base. It was a highlight play to end the ballgame last night. For the Braves getting a win, chop chop. Braves getting a win 
over Tampa. Which they, you know, they had a lead, they gave it up, they came back, they, look, it's early, but it's only a 60-game season, so it's not as early as you think it is. And so that was a big win uh, last night for uh, Atlanta. They had to have it. I kind of was watching that thinking, you know, they they kind of have to have this. Okay, so I got baseball coming your way. There, um, a little bit later in the show, we'll jump into some college football on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Today is 37. Now, I think given the way things have gone this week and the way things I expect to go today, we may be uh, as early as tomorrow, as late as Monday, tweaking the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Because we started back in May, counting this all the way down to September the 5th, whatever was supposed to be the opener around here for everybody. And it looks more and more like they're not going to open and play on September the 5th. It's going to be later in September. We don't know if it's a week later, uh, at the 12th, or later at the end of the month. So I think there's... um, I think it's a great possibility that even though today we're doing team number 37, we may be adding some teams and now and then maybe some at the back end to uh, string this preview out of teams and players and that kind of stuff all the way up until the start of the season, which is going to happen. It's just going to be, it looks like, a little later in September. So that's coming up also. First, though, I'd like to say hello real quick to JB. JB! What's happening, Matt White? Man, I don't know. You tell me. What's happening with you? Oh, me and Beaver on the uh, on the phone trying to figure out. We got some commercials that aren't firing the way they're supposed to do. They were already firing your 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 first break. So oh, really? Are, uh, yeah, we're working <laughs> on that. And uh, we had a caller that called in, and we had some difficulties with the call screen, but that is okay. rectified. So uh, we're ready to hit that phone, man. Okay, so we're ready for him to call back. Okay, so whoever you got it, you know who you are. If you tried to call and we had an issue a minute ago, call us back. Uh, we think we've got it fixed now. The Divini phone, the aforementioned Divini Equipment phone line, 995-1059, 601 number, 995-1059. And like I said, text me on the Country Please and text line. I have the kind of the teal-colored Country Please and hat on today. See, it's still got the red hog on the front, though. Country Please and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Y'all text me. 885 ESPN. That is a 601 number. And if you're watching the live stream, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, y'all comment. I'll be able to see it. Steve is watching in Dothan. What's up? I bet it's hot in Dothan today. Well, I guess maybe, you know, here in North Mississippi where I live, I don't know what the temperature is today. I just know it's much cooler. I went out for the uh, my daily walk. It ain't much. That's about all I have time for, about three and a half miles or whatever throughout my neighborhood. Yeah, they're saying it's 85 degrees right now here at noon in Tupelo. Can you believe that? And the wind was blowing like crazy. I couldn't believe it, how nice it was, especially compared to uh, a couple of the a couple of the days that we've had recently. My mom is watching on Facebook. She says, love your look today. Yeah, it's very, I, I have a very pastel look today, don't I? Kind of a teal hat, a teal shirt. I just didn't have time to change into anything else. <laughs> and and we're painting, doing some painting here at the house too. So like when the show's over, I'm I'm just headed right back down there and pick up the roller and here we go. So you're, you're kind of catching me right in the middle 
This is the real deal right here. This is not made for television at all. This is the real deal. Speaking of the real deal, our callers are the real deal. Like Dog79 on the country, no, I'm sorry, on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Dog79 hanging on. Let's see if this phone line deal works. What's up, Dog79? How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. <laughs> Great to hear JB again. I agree. And, uh, Matt, you know, I love what you do and who you are. Thank you. Uh, reading the calls is, uh, I don't usually watch replays, but last night they replayed the 2014 uh, LSU game. And, of course, for your Bulldog, you got to watch that if you can. <laughs> no doubt about it. That was an unbelievable experience to be there and kind of see all that unfold and kind of feel it. Um, yeah. It, it was really incredible. In fact, when people, every now and then, dog, they ask me, you know, what what's your favorite game over the last – five, ten years, or what games stand out since you've been doing radio stuff? And I always do that one first because, um, you know, just seeing that and the way State absolutely dominated the early parts of that ball game in Baton Rouge, which we hadn't seen before or since, it was really incredible. I guess they showed that on TV last night because it was Dak's birthday. Oh, is that it? I yeah. didn't even put that together. Yeah. But the reason I called, as some people say, uh, the AFLAC trivia question last night was what four-year, what uh, MSU quarterback was 4-0 during his career against LSU? I know you love trivia, Matt. So oh, yeah, I know the answer. I'm, I'm, I know, and I <laughs> but look at it this way. Uh, I'm an old guy. I don't Google stuff. I like to test my memory. So the first part of that process is how many – four-year starters have we had at quarterback at state oh boy that's, that's a great question. yeah that's a great question there hadn't <laughs> been a whole lot the, of them i believe that's the answer too i, don't, <laughs> I can't think of anybody else that's a good point <laughs> yeah i uh, you pal brother john i think uh i think john bond might be the only four-year starter we've ever had at state that's what dog 79 is saying is like if you preface the question with that then you just gave us the answer right well, exactly. Not only that, man, but uh, I think the kicker for that team, who was who hailed from Baton Rouge, beat uh, was on that same plane as uh, is Mister Mister J B Senior, Dana Moore. Yeah. Oh, Dana really? Moore, that's right, Dana Moore. Yeah. Okay. So, that's right. So he was in the same boat. Hey, I have to ask you, since your dog seventy nine, did you graduate? Yeah, did, did you graduate in seventy nine? Exactly. Uh -huh. I missed JB by a year, uh -huh. but I was there. For, I was there. For, I was there in '80 for the game. <laughs> Still got the bump sticker. Hey, let me ask you. The, <laughs> let me ask you a question then. Um, you were there in. You graduated in '79. I'm not even looking at the schedule, but I'm, this is just off the cuff here. Since yesterday, right. yesterday we had this conversation that really bubbled up and ballooned. It was a lot of fun about, you know, trying to answer the question of who was the. Who had the greatest uh, career as a college quarterback in the state of Mississippi? Who was that? You know, who was the greatest quarterback in college in Mississippi? And it was fun conversation. Well, and a lot of people. That's a tough uh, one. It is a tough one. A lot of people brought up Reggie Collier. Um, right. And I was look, and so I was unfamiliar with Reggie Collier. Well, all night long I kept getting tweets saying Reggie Collier, Reggie Collier. 
JB's it's, real familiar with him, aren't you, JB? <laughs> well, and see, I thought I had to – I needed to look it up and look at stats. I was not really familiar, but I saw where his career at Southern Miss actually started in 79. Right. So I wondered if you saw him play for Southern Miss. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying, JB. Hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> well, listen, we got to get something straight. I think you may – Dog79, you realize that JB on this show is not John Bond. You realize it's two different oh. people. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I thought it was – because he had been on before, and that's what he that's went That's right. Okay. Well, and look, yeah, look, uh, look. He's you're way not... better looking. <laughs> <laughs> I got a face for radio. <laughs> you, he kind of sounds like him for some he reason. He does sound anyway. like him a little bit. And that's what I was going to tell you is that you're not the only one who's made that mistake so far. Well, next time you talk to John, I'd ask him uh, the seven to, uh, seven to six Southern game at the stadium. I believe that was 81. Okay. Yeah, we saw too much of Reggie Collier. Uh-huh. And to ask the question about the best quarterback i guess it depends on who you're a fan of right uh even though i'm a bulldog you know the career art you had was just you know my grandfather managed the stadium back then i was there for every one of those games in 69 so it's sure it was tough sure yeah no i i know it we were you know kind of going through that whole experiment and uh, it was so popular of a question it really took off on social media yesterday and I'm, I'm even thinking about putting a video to give, together to kind of illustrate it where people can see the numbers. And that's the thing. I think uh-huh. if, you, if we look at it with our, our head and not our heart, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the stats and the numbers, are, they're not everything, I know, but they play a huge role in this kind of conversation, you know. And, uh, and they're not on the side also, of somebody who played, number one, as long ago as Archie did, but they're also not on his side because – you know, his numbers aren't anywhere near as good as Eli's were for his four-year career, right. you know, and stuff like that. It's a different game. Well, you know, Cutcliffe always said that Eli was the best player, but if you ever saw Archie play, you know, that's hard to dispute. But, again, it depends on what area you're from and everything. But when you've got – and, of course, pro career doesn't even do a pod, but when you got pro football hall fans like McNair and Favre and Archie, I mean, how do you choose that? Yeah, right. You know – and then with longevity and JB, yeah, I mean John Bond. So yeah, yeah. You know what? We probably every now and then I I don't call him JB. I call him Doctor Brojo or Brother John, and we might have to clarify <laughs> every now and then. I guess <laughs> we're confusing people. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good one. Buddy. Yeah, you too. Thank you, uh, Steve on Facebook. Who, uh, uh, Brother John? You'll like this, Steve's. He commented he's in Dothan, Alabama, and I was talking about how hot it is down there. Mm-hmm. He said, it's so hot here, I saw a funeral procession at the drive-thru at Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of my nicknames in high school. What, Dairy Queen? Well, DQ, because huh. my last name's Brazier. Yeah. And so people couldn't didn't know how to pronounce it if you're looking at it. it DQ? So I said, well, the SH sounds like a Z, and some guy goes, oh, well, that's just like the Brazier foods at Dairy Queen. Well, so they started I calling you, me DQ. I thought you were going to say drive through. I'm still going to say, look, <laughs> now, as a as, as a basketball player, that's not a great nickname to have. No, you must have been no, a terrible well, defender. <laughs> well, I probably was, man. I never saw a shot I didn't like. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, if we ever, if you, you know, ever run across a basketball player whose nickname is drive through, then <laughs> bless his heart. You know, you don't. 
He's kind of like George Gervin. He didn't play a whole lot of defense. <laughs> he didn't do that. No, sir. So DQ is a lot better. Uh, Chris hanging on the Divini phone, jumping in early today. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matt? I am great as far so as I know. You're having a little technical difficulties when we first started. Yeah, I think so, but we're good to go now. Um, what I was going to say was is that I was calling. I was trying to be the first caller because I was going to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming to work unlike Vacation Man in the middle here. <laughs> and, you know, I think that you started something and your listeners started something, so you ought to be proud of it because when Bo's not at work anymore, like when he doesn't come to work, they still put on a show like of reruns of all the, you know, the the uh, interviews and stuff they've done through the week mm-hmm. so that we don't have to listen to that other crap. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was, yeah. Bo was getting off today, and I was like, okay. And I forgot that Brooks wasn't going to be here, you know, vacation McJack. <laughs> man, man, I had to listen to that junk for two hours. I was like, oh, my God, please don't pull something and not be here today. <laughs> well, I'm here, you know, and like you say, I mean, there are times when we have to take off or we do take vacation or whatever, but um, yeah. No, happy, oh, I know. happy to be with you today. And we appreciate you. We appreciate the Jerry Clower and stuff like that when you are when you aren't here and we get to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. But um what I was gonna say was to add to what you were saying. When you do that, like if you put a video or something together, get the number of wide receivers that played mm-hmm. with um each quarterback that went to the next level. Yeah. Because I still think that's the best that's the best stat because if I'm not wrong, didn't um, wasn't there a tight end that played with the, that played with Eli that went to the National Football League and played for like almost as long as he did? Well, we're gonna have to look it up and see, but I think he did have a tight end target who played in the NFL. We're gonna have to go back and look and see. And you know, Chris, um, we we talked about some of the names that McNair played with. Um, but not a lot of them. There haven't been just a ton of receivers. The one thing that jumped out at me when I was thinking yep. about it last night uh, on that note, so Chad Kelly had the single best season of any quarterback at the at the Division One schools in Mississippi, right? Like that year that he right. threw for 4,000 yards and everything, that was his first year at Ole Miss. That's the best single season anybody at State, Ole Miss, or Southern Miss has ever had. But you would also look at it and go that he had, in terms of compared to all these other guys we talk about, Chad Kelly had the most weapons around him. He had the most NFL players. He had A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and uh, Dawson Knox. See, i got to go back and look. I don't know if those guys were there yet, but they had some NFLers before them, right? Didn't – see, Kelly – didn't Kelly play with Treadwell or was Treadwell already gone? Now he played with Treadwell. He was, I think that was both. Because Kelly only played one year there, right? And well, he no, left. no. He he was there two years, but his his next year is the one where he he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL yeah, and missed a bunch of right, games. Right. Yeah. And then he started playing with vacuum cleaners in other people's houses. But <laughs> yeah, that got him in a little trouble. But no. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just, I still think that the the, the fact that. You know, we were talking about that, and I remembered after you said something about Fred Brown. I remembered that Fred Ross actually made it to the Carolina Panthers and was missing the start and hurt his 
hurt his ankle in practice. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. That's what I happened know to that. him. He said at Carolina, every time that he was supposed to get to play, something happened to him. He hurt his ankle twice, and I think he tore up his knee the last time, and he just kind of threw his hands up and said, forget it. Mm. I see. Because every time he was supposed to get ready to play, something happened to him. Yeah. yeah. I got you. All right, man. All well, right. Y'all have a great day. Thank and you. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right, bye. See you. So I'm looking here. Kelly played with Jordan Wilkins, who's an NFL running back for the Colts. He did play with Treadwell, NFL. He did play with Adeboyjo, who's an NFLer. He pl- he played with Stringfellow. Who y'all may need to look that one up. I just know that I know that Demarie Stringfellow was getting a shot in the NFL. I don't know if he lasted or stuck. And he also did play with Evan Ingram. You know who was a who turned into a big time draft pick tight end for the Giants. He's a Giants starting um, tight end. Because I looked it up that 2015 game where they beat Alabama. He went 18. Kelly went 18 of 33. Three touchdowns, no picks, 340 yards in the ballgame, throwing a ball against Alabama. Where was that one? See, I get them confused because 2015, when they beat Alabama, that's the one that was in Tuscaloosa, right? Wasn't that the one where there were five turnovers in the game for Alabama? The 2015 game? Yeah. I think that's correct. Yeah. I just saw it there. That's it. So Kelly in that game was 18 of 33, 341 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And, man, you talk about throwing the ball to some weapons. Treadwell, first-rounder, Adeboyjo, draft pick. The ACC, they met yesterday on Wednesday, or their presidents did, and they went ahead and made a decision, and the ACC knows what's up in terms of getting their football season in. The only, well, I guess, let's see, the two Power Five conferences that are still waiting on a decision, the Big 12 and the SEC. I don't know what the Big 12 is doing. I know the SEC is meeting today. Yeah, their presidents are meeting today. We might even know something, start to see something emanate from those meetings uh, before this show is over today at 3, if, if not us. Certainly, I would think by the time Jake and Beaver come on with the drive later this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And so we'll see if that news breaks for us here today. A little curious to me that the SEC is last in all this as opposed to first. You know, we, we, are, we are conditioned to think that in every scenario, the SEC is in front of everybody else. They do things first. They see things first. They make changes ahead of everybody else and everybody follows them. And that's not been the case with this deal, but this, you you might say this is a different deal where it would be better in this case for the SEC to sit back and see what everybody else is doing and make a decision accordingly. I don't know. I think so. You think it's better to sit back and wait? Well, I I don't know necessarily to sit back and wait because I'm not, I'm not a very patient person about waiting, but I think, they're gathering more information as they see what other conferences are doing. Yeah. Like the big 10 to me, that was a knee jerk. Uh, what the ACC did yesterday was, you know, after a lot of, of, uh, thought and careful planning and, 
yeah. and just seeing what's going on in the world. But now, now you got the SEC. So now we see, well, these are what the other conference is doing. How do we want to emulate that? What do we like about it? What do we not like about it? And then let's, let's make our own plan. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, let's say the SEC wants to be the only conference that tries to play a full season. I'm just I'm, that's total total hypothetical. I'm just saying, what if this whole time they were going as the as the SEC, we're going to wait until the last minute to make a decision on canceling games. We're going to try to play every weekend if we can. Well, if that was going to be their take and their stance on it, then it would actually make sense, wouldn't it, JB, for them to wait and see which conferences are available to for us to play against? Absolutely. And so I think. There's more than one way to look at this, and all of it's with the against the backdrop of it's been a giant unknown for a lot of people, including the uh, decision makers. What the ACC did, they voted yesterday to go forward with an 11-game football season. Now, to an old guy like me, that doesn't sound too crazy because that's all we used to ever have. When I was playing in the 90s, every season was an 11-game season. We didn't play 12, <laughs> right? You didn't go 7-5. and five. You went 7-4. and four. It's basic math. So they're going to play no six and sixes. So you could end up six and seven if you went to a bowl game. Well, that's it. Hey, and look, yeah. they ought to do that right now. Absolutely. Everybody's throwing a fit about five win teams going to bowl games and stuff. I'll fix it for you. Add another game <laughs> or take one away. It's real simple. So you'd be that national uh, commissioner for the NCAA football, wouldn't you? I'd be happy to do it because none of it's hard. Uh-uh. The hard part is implementing the decisions. That's the ADs. They have to figure out where every dime and every dollar is spent and on what and on who and when. And <laughs> If I were the commissioner, all I got to do is say, hey, here's what you need to do. Now figure it out. F-I-O, baby. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Mr. Commissioner, we got a problem. All these bowl games and we're having to send teams with losing records there. That's Here's a fix. Either take one game off the schedule or add another one. You have a, you play an even number of games. Right? You're playing an even number. Here's the answer. Play an odd number. <laughs> and now it's you can't finish six and six. <laughs> it's right. not it's that not hard. rocket science. <laughs> it is not that hard. It'd be a whole lot better to finish six and five <clears throat> and go to a bowl game and lose it and be six and six than right. you know. You know, but you know what it's all about, Matt. You know why they went to a twelfth game? Money, TV, money, money, money. Well, if 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 more, I mean, if a little is good, then a lot is better, though, right? I mean, if we can add a twelfth game and make more money, what are we going to do if we add a thirteenth? That's the root of all evil. And they go, well, Matt, hold on, kids have to study. Ha! <laughs> hold on, my stomach's hurting. I'm laughing so hard. Study. Some of them do study, but don't give me that excuse. You study the playbook. I mean, we put the basketball team through a month-long tournament, fly them all over the country, <laughs> right before exams. So I don't want to hear all the study stuff. FCS is having – they're playing 16 games or something like that. You know, by the time the two FCS championship teams get there in the title game, they've played a full playoff deal. They've figured it out. So anyway, you're right. The ACC Board of Directors voted yesterday to go with the 11-game season. They will begin on September the 12th, not the 5th, but the 12th. One week later, they just basically are eliminating the first week. It will include 
Notre Dame playing a full ACC schedule. So the ACC schools and Notre Dame are going to have a 10-conference game schedule plus one non-conference game of their choosing. When I saw what they put out, it was the one non-conference game was at the end of the year for everybody. And then it became really clear. The ACC said, well, we already have Florida State playing Florida at the end of the year. We want that to happen. We already have Clemson playing South Carolina at the end of the year. We want that to happen. Georgia Tech playing Georgia. We, we want to make sure that happens. That's the end of the year. And oh, yeah, Louisville versus Kentucky. It's the last game of the year. We want that one to happen. So because of that, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play 10 conference games beginning of September the 12th. And that last week is everybody's non-conference game. You can schedule whoever you want. But we got several schools that already have it scheduled. And oh, by the way, we've worked that out with those teams. Guarantee you those in-state rivalries, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Kentucky, Clemson, South Carolina, they're going to play them. That's why they did it the way they did it. So what about the SEC? I expect them to do basically the same thing. Um, if they don't, I will be pleasantly surprised. I expect today for the SEC to come out of their stuff and go, we're doing 10 plus one. Some might have one, some might not, but we're going to play each other 10 times. I promise you that. That's what I expect. But if they come out of it today and go, the SEC is playing football beginning the first weekend in September, and we're playing 12 games, then I will be pleasantly surprised, and the countdown of 100 teams will not have to be <laughs> adjusted or figured out in any way. All right. Over here on the country pleasing text line, Ghost Pepper and Anthony and Nick and Jason and Gator Nation, I'm coming to y'all right now. Y'all text me on the uh, text line 885ESPN. Ghost Pepper said, has anyone seen Bart Gregory out in public since he bought his debate? Uh, I'm sorry, bidet, debate. Since he bought his bidet, he may be enjoying the thing a little too much, he said. <laughs> Well, we had him on the radio this week. That's kind of the same thing as being out in public, isn't it? Some people out in Nanawaya saw him on a tractor. I can vouch for that. All right. Yes, Anthony, you bring up a name that I hadn't thought of in a while, but you're right. I'm going to look that one up. Uh, and I'll get to your text next. Anthony, Nick, Jason, Gator Nation, come to y'all's texts, and we'll jump into the countdown. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. I'm I'm having one of those DJ cool days. You know what I mean by that? <clears throat> it's a let me clear my throat kind of day. I don't know what it is. I think it was because uh look, it was a cool wind that was blowing like crazy the whole time I was out there walking today. Maybe that's it. But I'm having to clear my throat. You know, DJ cool, let me clear my throat. So I'm really thankful for this hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany in my mug here. Highpointroasters.com. Get your coffee there. If you're not getting it there, you try it. You'll never 
Look back. I promise you that. Highpointroasters.com. Dan, the coffee man, will take care of you the way he takes care of me. Good stuff. Anthony from Tupelo. We were talking about the QB stuff and who played with who. Anthony said, was Mike Wallace at Ole Miss any of Eli's time? I don't think so. I think Mike Wallace played with Jevin Sneed and it was a quarterback right after Jevin Sneed. Was it Sneed and Embo Wallace? No, it was uh, Mazzoli came. That's it. See, wasn't Mike Wallace was um, in the Jevin Sneed era, I think. The Robert Lane guy from uh, Monroe is supposed to be all that in the bag of chips. And yeah. Ended up being a fullback. Yeah. Do they even have fullbacks anymore? Yeah, kind of a fullback, H-back slash tight end. He was a great athlete. Oh, no. Uh, just it didn't stick at quarterback. Man, Spurlock was an incredible athlete. You know, you look at Spurlock's high school numbers are oh, yeah. ridiculous. And then, of course, started and played at Ole Miss. And then the kind of athlete who then goes to the NFL and becomes a kick returner. <laughs> he was an incredible athlete. No question. It's a good thing I was never fast because that's something I don't think I would enjoy doing. Yeah. Being a kick returner. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're, you're just one little missed blur in your periphery from a decleating moment at any mm. point in time. Nick. That's a great word. A decleating? <laughs> oh, yes. That's such a... I mean, you don't have to worry about trying to figure it out. I mean, that just gives you a picture. Somebody just almost dying when they mm -hmm. did. Decleated, and you didn't see it coming. Your cleats kept going, and you didn't. Um, you know how Facebook gives you these memories? It'll pop up these memories from way back. The one yesterday on my Facebook page was from, let's see. Now, this was four years ago, so my daughter was five. And I, and I just simply posted, I asked her, I said, hey, what's your favorite word? Her answer, she said, remarkableless. <laughs> That's a Jake Wimberly word. It's a Jake word. <clears throat> I'll tell you, that kid, she has always been hilarious. She's a free spirit. Nick said McNair could have played with trash cans and he'd still put up video game numbers, no doubt about it. No doubt about that one. Jason in Flagstaff says, I think the SEC is seeing how Arizona is starting to calm down after having to order refrigerated trucks to the store overflowing dead just two weeks ago. They want to see if the SEC states can follow suit before rescheduling anything. And he wonders if that makes any sense. And I think it does. I think it does. Look, there's absolutely a possibility that of all the leagues out there, the SEC could be the one sitting there going, uh... We have a death rate in one of our SEC states, Mississippi, that is number one in the country right now. I don't know if we're ready to be making any decisions. They could be doing that. Whether anybody likes it or not, I'm sure it's possible. Matt Daddy sent me a picture of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> and it simply says, I always enjoy your show and keep up the good work. I definitely see the resemblance. <laughs> I do too. And you know the thing that I, as I look at that picture, there's there's this mischievousness in both of you that you can see in, in the eye. You see how that, that, that right corner of his mouth is yeah. turned up a little bit? Yeah, he's thinking about something as they took that picture. 
I, I mean, I, I, when I watch you on Facebook and the music's playing or something like that, and I can see you doing some of that, <laughs> like what can I get away with? Yeah. That the homecoming queen won't put me in time out for. Well, I will, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now think about that. Oh, I hear you. I can't confirm it, but I also can't deny it. Well, you basically confirmed it, Matt. Yeah. Appreciate that, Matt, daddy. Thank you. True Maroon says every night, every time you need to clear your throat and get some coffee, you should play that song by DJ cool. Absolutely. I should. Have I told y'all the story? I'm not gonna do it now, right now. Have I told y'all the story? How when I was in college, we went to Panama city for spring break and I got to meet DJ cool in an alley right outside of club La Vila <laughs> where on the inside, we had all just been in there. And he was up on the stage like mini concert. It wasn't but like maybe a couple hundred people. It wasn't because, you know, it won't fit. But he's in there doing Let Me Clear My Throat and doing a concert. And then they leave. And after a little bit, I'm like, I'm getting out of here. And I start to I look for a way to get out. I can't find the door. I go out whatever door I can find. And I'm in an alleyway. And there's DJ Cool and like two or three other guys just sitting out there hanging out. And so I talked to him for probably 10 minutes. He asked me all kinds of questions where I'm from and. They they're just just normal everyday guy. <laughs> yep, sure did. Gator Nation says, uh, Matt, did I read it right? The ACC is going to do an eleven game schedule and allow them to play one non conference game, as long as the game is in the same state. So Florida State still gets to be Gator Bait, and they signed off TB twelve goat. Yeah, that's what I understood. Now. Well, let's see here. The, the non-conference opponent must have, let's see, the non-conference game must take place in the home state of the ACC institution. Right. Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, and Kentucky. There you have it. All these things are their way of covering their rear end while at the same time, appeasing the in-state rivalries that their schools care about. That's it. So who does Boston College play or Virginia, North Carolina? Virginia, Virginia Tech. See, that's a rivalry in the in the same conference. So they'll let that be. Yeah. Well, and see, I think Pitt and West Virginia. See, Pitt and ACC school, don't they play West Virginia in the final game every year? I know they used to. That was the big rivalry. Do you remember right. – when it was this huge rivalry and Rich Rodriguez was the coach at West Virginia, had like the number one team in the country, had Pat White and Steve Slayton and those guys on his team. And all they had to do was get by like five win pit in the season finale rivalry game to go to the national championship. That's all they had to do. And, and West Virginia and Rich Rod were going to the natty and Pitt upset them in the last game. No, West Virginia does not play Pitt anymore. So that was a bunch of wasted hot air. Not even on the schedule anymore. Used to be a rivalry game or something like that. Heck, Wake Forest, I don't know. Boston College, I don't know who that you know, rivalry-type game would be for them if it's in the conference. Um, I mean, if you, can't, if you can't leave your state, so does that mean North Carolina plays NC State, Appalachian State? Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. For the non-conference deal, yeah, right. um, yeah. I mean, they could do Appalachian if they could schedule them. You're, you're, but you're saying okay, Boston could play UMass 
I mean, Boston College could play UMass. <laughs> did you know they're an independent? They're they're not affiliated with any conference. I did know that. Yep. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. You know, they were on Mississippi State's schedule a couple of years in a row, mm-hmm. back in like 15 and 16 or 16, 17, I think it was. And therefore, we got to make a road trip and go play at Foxborough um, up there. Jim and I were calling the game on the radio from this really low vantage point that they used to give those guys in NFL stadiums and everything. But it was really cool. I'd never been up there before. Um, but yeah, UMass played a home game. Um, Foxborough, where the Patriots play, is sitting in the middle, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Like it's not in Boston, you know, it's in Foxborough. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It would be comparatively speaking, like the distance between Brandon and almost Vicksburg. That's right. It's about that far. It's about that far. And then but here's it's the all thing. interstate. I mean, you just hop on the interstate and you're there. You, you, the interstate goes right in there because what they've done is they at Foxborough, they've built the stadium where the Patriots play, and then right in the area around the stadium, they built a whole village. Yeah. Not residents either. I'm just talking about restaurants, shopping malls, and hotels. It's kind of like the Braves going up to Cobb County and building their stadium. You know, well, then it, you've got mass transit that, that they, you know, you can hop on what they call the T and and be, you know, 45 minutes out just riding a train. Yeah, that's so you right. Don't take your car. You just go to, you know, it's they've made it, it. I've been there once. Also been to a couple of games at Fenway. And I just marvel at how they've got all that transportation figured out where you don't have so many cars and yeah, so many people. I know it. You know. But it is a great venue. Let's see. Squez on the country pleasing text says, thank you for not letting us down today like Brooks did. <laughs> Y'all give him a break. The man's got like eight kids. You got to take some time off sometime. Pat says, Club La Vila, woof. Young folks don't know about that place. And if you do remember it, it's time for some eye cream. I agree. I agree. There was a reason that I had been there about an hour and, and DJ Cool was there. And I'm like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> it was hot. It was hot and and sweaty. And people in there like shoulder to shoulder. They weren't social distancing. No. And you, you talk about this like 20, <laughs> 20 plus years ago. And so I was hot. I took my shirt off. And some security guy comes up to me and goes, hey, put your shirt back on. I'm like, man, it's hot in here. He said, I know it's hot, but put the shirt back on. It's the rules. The ladies were getting around you like ants on a watermelon, huh? N- not at that point, because I was sweating <laughs> like I had been loading a watermelon truck. I mean, I was dripping. What was it? It was, it was an awful experience outside of <laughs> getting to see DJ Cool sing the or you know the song, let me clear my throat, and then getting to talk to him out in the alleyway afterwards. Matt Daddy says they can play anyone, but the game must take place at the ACC ACC schools campus or at least in the ACC schools home state. Well, I know that's what you're saying, Matt, but I'm just reading the release, and the actual words on it from the ACC's decision yesterday was, the game, the non-conference game, must take place in the home state of the ACC institution. And all non-conference opponents must have met the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC during the coronavirus pandemic. Y'all, 
Listen, we've got two hours more to get into this, and I want to. We do have a countdown, team number 37, which I can't wait to talk about this one. But there's, and there's plenty to get into today, but we're going to look at this because I think there are consequences, results of things of this pandemic that are bad and negative, obviously. But there are some that are actually going to benefit college football in the future. And one of those that's the benefit is getting away from this 12-game schedule where three or four of the games for the Power Five are totally uninteresting games. They are buying a win to get into some bowl game that nobody cares about, and they're paying Georgia Southern State a million and a half dollars to come up here and lose by 20 points. You know, fans don't want it. TV doesn't want it. I believe the ACC did it. The SEC is about to do it. We're going to play at least 10 conference games, and I don't think they will ever go back to a measly eight conference game schedule, and at least I hope they don't. Stick around. Hour two coming up.